Do you like scary movies? Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Flashback 64. I forgot what the podcast was called for one second. <laughs> I was going to say virtual theater. I oh think. my god. We're talking about well, a movie, so it's more this, the... Is this a video game movie? <laughs> Uh, this yeah. is not a video game movie or the story that shapes it. No, certainly not. <laughs> We're here with another bonus episode for Spooky Season, <laughs> which is not where we're at. We're not there at all in the chronology of our show, but we are in there in our current life in reality. Mm-hmm. And we've been we've been having a good spooky season, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, I'm gooey. <laughs> I'm with McKenna. Hi. Uh, we're t- we're talking about Scream today, but uh, yeah, we've been having a good, uh, a good October, good Halloween season. Um, we've watched some different movies. We went to the. Do we talked about the Dust Till Dawn uh, already? I think we did. Did we talk about it on? Did we? Um, well, yeah. I think we, we talked about it in the Discord. Mm. I don't know if we mentioned it. Well, let's yeah. let's talk about, before we talk about the movie. Yeah, let's just talk about some of the stuff we've done. Then I think that was our first, because that was at the end of September. That was like our intro to spooky season. Uh, mm-hmm. We went to the Midway Drive-in in Dixon, Illinois, further. Dusk Till Dawn horror movie <laughs> marathon, which apparently I was at the first one as well. That was a yeah, fun discovery cool. in 2007, but they do it almost, I think, yearly. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been quite some time since the first one I went to, but um, what'd you think? Um, It was it was fun. I, I wish I had maybe slept all day, so I... <laughs> I could have stayed up all night. Yeah. I was definitely dozing off, uh, honestly, past the first movie. I think yeah. the second movie, I, I think I made it about halfway through before I started dozing off. And then the last two, it was really just We were like, too cozy. Very in and out. I mean, we were up <laughs> literally dusk till dawn. Yeah. The first movie, you know, started well after dark. Well, I guess it was it was rainy, so it was dark pretty early. And they had some delay issues yeah there's probably a good 20 minute they had like an issue with uh the first movie i think we could have comfortably gotten through the second one if not for that yeah but it's okay it was a lot of fun still um definitely would do it again maybe now knowing what we know maybe trying to sleep snooze i definitely stayed up for pretty much all of it when i was you know younger when I went to it, I was 17 or whatever. So like it was much easier. Um, and I don't, I don't know why I thought I expected I would just be okay, but no, I was, I mean, even though we were in the car, I was, I was comfy, you know, we had pillows Mm -hmm. and blankets and I mean, I pulled those out. Like I I work overnight shifts, not all of them, but, uh, right now twice a week at the time once a week is doing a midnight to 8 a.m shift yeah but, but that's different when you're on your feet yeah working you'll I, stay i awake. guess i have sort of started dozing off standing up oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 
we're, it's a struggle. We're laying down with blankies, though, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, we did get to see all of Child's Play, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite horror movies. Um, did, you, did you enjoy that one, at least? Yeah. I hadn't seen it before. And it was a pretty good lineup, and, and um, another one of my favorites, Return of the Living Dead, we saw a good chunk of. Uh, yeah, I saw most I, of it, actually. Yeah, but... I feel like I got a good chunk of that. Uh, you got you Probably got the, some of the good bits on the on the ending, but yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, overall it was a lot of fun. That was a great start to our our season. We've watched a couple of horror movies here and there too, and mm-hmm. we did some pumpkin carving recently. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch like horror movies that I haven't seen. Every year I want to watch certain horror movies. And I'm like, all right, you can't mm-hmm. watch the same ones. All you gotta watch some new ones. <laughs> I just watched A Quiet Place today. I had never watched it. Nice. Did you like it? Yeah, very uh, different. It's definitely not a, a sit there on your phone movie. It's not a loud a, movie. Yeah, it's definitely not loud. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we've watched. We've watched some new ones, I think, for for us this year. So yeah, we've done a good job. Yeah. The but Howling. The Howling. That was yeah. cool. That was cool. That's a great movie. Check out uh, my other podcast, Movies That Whip, <laughs> for that. Actually, I got to put that together. I just got, or it's already put together. I got to upload it. But that'll be out uh, around the same time here. Um, yeah, what else? I, we watched Happy Death Day to you. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, Definitely uh, strays from the horror. It's more... Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both uh, like horror comedy. They're both wacky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Um, carving pumpkins was fun. Mm-hmm. I liked your, your Animal Crossing. My boo went okay. Um, the, the dollar store... Skull candle was pretty sick. <laughs> Bleeding skull. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we still, yeah, we still got some time left in the month, so hopefully we can uh, slip some more, some more movies in, some more, maybe I don't know. Oh, I played a. Speaking of uh, Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. uh, I played a little uh, like fifteen minute game developed during a Ludum Dare called harvest festival 64 it's a nintendo 64 style animal crossing inspired uh spooky game spooky season mm. game mm-hmm. that's on my youtube channel harvest gamer mcliz if you want to check that very out very fitting yeah <laughs> hello hello who is this you tell me your name i'll tell you mine <laughs> i don't think so what's that noise Popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? I'm just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Why don't we talk about our um our movie for today, for this episode, this bonus episode. And it is fitting because um Scream it came out in December. 1996 and we have have of course covered that time period that was around when uh shadows of the empire 
came out that was sort of the last game of the holidays Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't you know we we've talked about and we've kind of watched along some of the the highest grossing movies of the time which isn't always you know the i mean it's a good way of getting an idea of what's popular in the culture and even scream becomes very popular in the culture but you just you end up missing some movies because obviously what is the most popular movie isn't always the best movie mm-hmm. that came out at the time, you know? So uh, it's nice, uh, you know, we'll probably do this more if we have some notable entries uh, to come back and touch upon more in depth on some of the popular, or not popular, or important, whatever movies of the time. But Scream, I mean, it go- it becomes a uh a powerhouse so i'm not i'm not acting like it's some hidden gem here obviously (laughs) but uh um i don't know it's interesting like you know the way it kind of uh caught on you know kind of oh it did it's not it's not even cult classic status it's now like it's a full-blown uh franchise Mm -hmm. and everything uh but it took a little it it like gained momentum still uh making movies yeah i mean i think even the original was one of the highest grossing movies uh like of the year not not like i don't think like the top five or whatever but it it was really successful and everything so uh from the get-go i mean it was very popular but it took you know it just took like a couple it's like one of those ones where it it released it's interesting because it released in the holiday period (laughs) But uh, just word word of mouth and everything kind of really mm-hmm. uh, got it up. But um, uh, sc- are you are you a scream fan? <laughs> you know, there's like there's I like a whole series and everything, and haven't really seen much scream. Mm, I don't sure. even, I don't even think I maybe had watched this one all the way through on like TV. Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't think I ever sat down and watched just watched it like we just did. Right. And okay. I, I think I've seen bits of the other ones. I've seen one of the scary movies. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a little different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie was originally meant to be called Scary Movie. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. They do say Scary Movie a few times. Yeah, they do. Um, I yeah, I've seen this specific scream the first one many 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 times uh and then i've seen the second and third one probably like once like Mm -hmm. i don't i know like i know they carry on thematically from the other ones like i remember they i remember they do sort of like the rules thing you know they like Mm-hmm. They keep that meta thing and they talk about horror sequels and mm-hmm. reboots or whatever it like in the later ones. But I haven't seen like the new er ones, though I hear they're pretty cool. So uh, I'd like to catch up maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. And talk about them. But but yeah, this movie I've seen a lot of times, but I was obviously happy to revisit it. It had been a minute. So um, but so many so many aspects of it are. um uh so iconic and memorable to me um and it's kind of cool because it's a movie that even if you've seen it a bunch i think it it's one of those ones where it like it really holds up upon rewatch you know mm-hmm. 
Like, even though it is a, um, it sort of has a whodunit mystery vibe to it a little bit. Who's the real killer? Um, it's one of those ones I think actually benefits from when you're rewatching it, like knowing Mm -hmm. who the killer is and like (laughs) looking at what they're doing in all the scenes and like re kind of recontextualizes yeah their actions a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. i think also having seen more of um the movies that it's referencing okay uh hell i mean it, uh maybe very yeah let's strongly halloween but i think just like the slasher genre in general yeah yeah so it's it's definitely i mean that's the thing it's known for I guess, I mean, we talked about some movies we've talked about this year and, and stuff, but uh, how about, like, yeah, horror movies, like, the slasher genre, um, where where is that for, for you? Like, where's, where are you, I guess, on that in your life? How, how have you seen these, encountered these? Um, I feel like I, uh... I mean, it took me a little while to be into the horror genre, I think, which is weird because I think Cause I feel you're like obsessed. I'm in... <laughs> well, you're not, um, really, you're not really obsessed. You're pretty, you're fairly normal. Yeah, I think for a while <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. A lot of it seems bad, uh, uh-huh. but like growing up, I I watched a lot of like disaster films, which I think kind of led me into the horror genre. And yeah. um, when I was in... What's worse than a horror is a disaster. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it's got a lot of the same elements. Um, but then uh, in, in high school, I had this group of friends. And a lot of times on Fridays after school, we'd go over to someone's house. And we'd mostly watch horror movies. And we watched some good ones and we watched some bad ones. But I think that's where I really started to get into it. Um, I, I think... The slasher genre in, sp- in particular has never been like my favorite mm-hmm. uh, of of the ho- of the horror genres. I I kind of like creature features a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, found footage, which is usually uh, very often uh, also a creature feature. Mm. Or like ghosts, or is that yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I was thinking uh, like is... paranormal activity. Or... Yeah, I I didn't really like paranormal activity. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> We're yeah, I didn't, open up I that didn't really watch too much slasher okay. unless like someone else suggested it. Okay, so yeah, because yeah. it is mostly lampooning the slasher genre, <laughs> um, unlike scary movie, which goes a little bit more broad. Um. But uh, yeah, for me, I guess yeah, for me, that's kind of kind of like a big um entry point for me when I was young into uh, horror movies in general. Uh, like when I was really young, um, like single digit <laughs> age, uh, probably around this time. Actually, that's one thing for for Scream. It's not something I saw really until later. Because, like, literally the year it came out, that's probably when I was, like, six or whatever with, like, my friends mm-hmm. would be showing me stuff. Like, we aren't at kind of the same, like, point 
that society at large is with like slashers where like mm-hmm. like we're taking a look back at them like for us this is all new you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's and like they there was no question of like do these still hold up or or anything like that you know this like all the ones we were discovering were still like pretty much brand new and like you know it didn't really like the movies didn't feel old or any anything like that so like you have no no concept of time or what's coming out so like scream wasn't really um on my radar as a kid really until like by the time like you start seeing like ghost face costumes and stuff which is probably pretty quick but you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. once it really catches on so like my like first foray into horror movies would be um with a with a there was uh two of my they're actually um i can't remember like distant cousins of mine you could say um from in the town i grew up and both of them were really into horror and so when i was really young like I, i don't think i would really be allowed to like watch it or whatever mm-hmm. but i i'd go over their their house or like even on you know like tv will play you know edited mm-hmm. halloween movies and st- stuff which is uh mm-hmm. i forgot so one of my friends said that's the ideal way to watch <laughs> some of those <laughs> uh <laughs> just the the most iconic classic way to watch some of those is uh, cut up on amc but um so i'd go over and you know, Halloween was a big one. My my friend who was big into horror movies, his name was Michael. And we'd we'd uh in like kindergarten we would play Michael Myers where he would just like slowly <laughs> oh walk God. and chase us around. <laughs> it was like tag, but you know, you're climbing on the jungle gym as he kinda like fast walks at you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, those were big, like some of my formative memories. And so I was really big into both the slasher and then sort of like, like zombie type movies. So I was, I was into, um, particularly I was into, um, uh, Halloween and Friday the 13th a lot because I just sort of like, they're both ones where like when you get into it, it's like, there's a whole like wealth of movies about like this particular character that as a kid you find so scary so you just and like so interesting that you want to see more of them you know mm-hmm. uh and then like yeah they were really into we both were into like the um in like the more like zombie category like all the uh living dead movies and then evil dead was really big for us which isn't necessarily zombies They're, like i don't know they're but whatever they they mm-hmm. they had a similar um, effect on me as a kid, like really, uh, some that like still like freak me out. Some moments <laughs> I still think of being uh, six <laughs> and watching um, Evil Dead with my friend Michael and and him. I just will never forget. At one point, he's like, "Oh, I I just I have to go," you know, grab my mom needs something, and he like leaves the room, and I'm watching the part of evil dead where they've got the old lady in the cellar (laughs) and who they're locked in the cellar with the door popping up and I'm sitting on his bed and I like move. So my feet aren't like dangling off the bed anymore. (laughs) And I'm getting so freaked out. So freaking scared. Uh, but yeah, so like, um, 
I don't know. I don't know when Scream. I think eventually, like, I eventually got it <laughs> when I got older. But when I was a kid, I was just like, I wasn't really, wor- I wasn't really thinking about that stuff, you know. Like, I, my friends probably said similar things about those movies, like that they comment on in this. But it was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, we didn't need at the time. We didn't need Scream. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I mean, so yeah, slashers aren't—they're not. Do, have you? You said you've gotten more like kind of into some. Yeah, yeah. Well, mostly like more of the original versions of a lot of these, um, mm-hmm. like original Halloween, original Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. um, Black Christmas. Black Christmas is cool. Yeah. 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 The yeah. I mean. The original Halloween is certainly, like, not... You know, it's, like, ones that come after are more, like, aware of themselves as being sequels and, like, mm-hmm. having these characters and, like, like there being a genre. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, some of those, like, they're influenced, obviously. Like, Halloween is not without influence or whatever, but it's it, it definitely is less, like, um, specifically aware of, like, it being fit into a very specific box i guess you could say um probably the 13th even the first one i don't think i <laughs> could say that about i think they were like after that i think that's a more of a well that's a that's sort of a cash grab <laughs> in some ways but uh that you know they they were they knew their market i guess you could say going into it but but yeah i mean like i i like i like the slasher genre a lot i think because it um I just like the characters, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the idea of like these these different characters like <laughs> it has always been fun, you know, like um but Scream is kind of it actually is kind of different in in that regard because while it is based on slashers, it has like elements of like like a being a thriller in some ways mm-hmm. um or a mystery and then obviously like Ghostface becomes like a iconic sort of character but it's always you know someone else behind Mm -hmm. the mask you know what i mean so uh it has like an interesting twist to it on its own speaking of um the the slasher genre i guess you could say uh the movie is directed by wes craven who kind of had his own uh character in the 80s He, he had the nightmare on elm street series that he helped create it and mm-hmm. obviously he he's known he's made basically many other iconic horror movies that uh people know and love but uh it's you know it's it's fitting that this movie has him being the one to do it because like what what i think works really well about the movie is that it like knows its subject matter and it's sort of as we said sort of poking fun at it but it also takes it seriously Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i don't think it like um it doesn't act like well this this is like this genre is a joke a joke or anything you know what i mean yeah and like wes craven i know he was like kind of on the fence about wanting to do Mm -hmm. the movie um but i think it you know i think you kind of didn't want to do the horror more horror genre 
Yeah, I think at the time, actually, he was working on um an adaptation of The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. And that got canceled or something like that. But he had tried to do... He actually has a film... Uh, well, his his previous one before this was... um. What, what was it? it was more of a comedy but then he has like one movie that's like completely outside the realm of horror i can't remember but i think there was a time where he was sort of trying to escape like like maybe he had felt like pigeonholed or something like that mm-hmm. but um i think it i think it worked out for the better because i think this movie along with his other ones helps kind of cement his legacy even more and mm-hmm. i think the script was written by I think Kevin Williamson was the yeah the name yeah so like had a like smart like take on it and everything and you I think you get the idea too that it all comes from like a like a deep love of the movies you know what I mean mm-hmm. um what what do you what do you think about like that tone of the movie like sort of the more sarcastic not sarcastic the more satirical, satirical. tone yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um it uh you know, it it does it like you said, it does it in a way that you know, it still takes the the genre seriously, but it just mm-hmm. kind of picks it some of the um the tropes, the uh <laughs> I don't know if we want to get into certain things in the movie yet. No, but, yeah, you can, for sure. But uh, we, we keep talking about, you know, the first uh, time Sydney encounters Ghostface. And she's, like, talking about, oh, you don't run up the stairs. You, go, you should go out the front door. And she tries to do that. Mm-hmm. She's not able to. That's a that's a thing that always is like, like obviously that happens in plenty of movies like like really ridiculous like are you serious like things happen and every mm-hmm. I guess everyone's gonna judge that stuff differently but that's like one thing that I always cringe at sometimes when talking to people about certain mm-hmm. movies where they're like why didn't they do this and it's like okay <laughs> like come on, like give me a break here like what like taking away because like it's uh, some people it's not satisfying to say like okay it's a movie but <laughs> two that the actual like honest answer is like in those situations like you're you're making a like split second decision yeah. like running for your life like you're not exactly like mm-hmm. plotting out the best route and i think the mo- the movie presents it it presents it actually in a similar way and it's a similar thing that gets me fired up but the whole the whole um titanic thing with the oh, end of titanic the, the door yeah thing <laughs> the movie gets a pass like the, the screen gets a pass from anyone cuz it it's pointing the stuff out and and because of that when it does happen people notice that they actually made a point that like she tried that and it didn't work but like mm-hmm. it's got that same thing as like I have that same feeling when I, when people talk about Titanic I'm like like you just got to watch like it clearly if you're watching and like you've opened your heart up to this movie like you'll see and you'll feel like what is being conveyed here you know mm-hmm. But that's a whole I don't we don't that's for later that's in... a, yeah a later uh... <laughs> <laughs> But I feel that same way with certain horror movies like yes there are ones where it's like really stupid but 
there's other t- like people really i think have gotten uh, uh not not lately i think people just in general have always done this with horror movies where like they 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 really like let it go to their head like thinking yeah. like it wouldn't go down like that if i was there you know yeah i think this is like a thing just just in all genres in general where people are like oh that wouldn't happen in in real life or that's not how you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like it's a movie yeah <laughs> this is not real life <laughs> yeah but even beyond yeah it's like just like are you yeah i don't know open your heart <laughs> i think suspension of disbelief that's that's a phrase for a reason yeah would you really get killed if you were in a um garage door like that um, i guess they make I mean, the one most... part look really sharp but i feel like garage doors are designed so that doesn't happen yeah i mean garage doors are built with sensors so like if she was in that, the sensor would have detected that, <laughs> yeah, and see, it wouldn't okay. have gone. It wouldn't have gone up. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> She's like not. Yeah, I don't hear people complain about that. <laughs> also, you mentioned when you mentioned Sydney or whatever, then it got me thinking about uh, the cast. I think the cast is really uh, pretty pitch perfect in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, um, any any standouts? I'll let you have the floor first. <laughs> uh, the, I mean, I think they're all really good. Probably, uh, I think both Drew Barrymore and Nev Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, just having Drew Barrymore only in the opening is yeah, of course, yeah, that's. That's yeah, awesome. She's so good, like, and she's it's just the way she starts out so like confident on the phone, and then it's like slowly like sinks in that what's happening. Yeah, yeah. and it just builds, and it's cool. Like, it's such a good, it's like a good um, like slice of like what the entire movie is like. It re- it's like that mm-hmm. that idea of like the vertical slice. Yeah, like you really get that in that opening scene and and uh you know we're not the first to point this out but it's like its own little movie like short film within the movie you know what i mean like yeah and it's it's making you aware of like these people know of the existence of scary movies yeah which only makes sense you know yeah that that was that was like that's something that sometimes it doesn't always bother me but you you do wonder that watching certain movies like Okay, but do they know what like a zombie is? People never know what zombies are. Yeah, they haven't started making uh, zombie I mean, fiction where people are aware of zombies. Well, no, because we watched okay, Return yeah, of the right. Living Dead. Well, <laughs> they were like that movie was real. <laughs> Night of the Living Dead yeah, was real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was the first meta, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh. But no. Uh. Yeah, the, that you can't even oh, call them zombies, walkers or something. <laughs> well, that was something that was awesome in in the Howling, uh, which we discussed over on movies that whip. That like they even had they that well one it, it had a similar satirical tone. It it didn't go as far like as Scream did, but I think for its time was really 
like pushing for something there. Um, not for its time, but at its time, it was like kind of pushing the boundaries there. And uh, while still taking it seriously. And in that you had sort of a character who, uh, you know, like they talk about werewolves and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they, maybe not. I don't know if they talk about like the genre of movies so much, but they've got like, you know, a shop, like a curiosity shop with it sells silver bullets and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's pretty cool. And they referenced that movie in Scream, which was cool. Yeah. I, they reference a lot of movies in Scream, obviously, but that was, one was cool because I felt like it shared sort of a um, a kindred spirit with. And then, I mean, this also comes after, like, Wes Craven's last, like, big, like, horror outing was uh, New Nightmare, which was, like, a Freddy movie that also kind of got a little bit meta. So, like, he was already, he didn't write the script, but, like, if it's, like, a good fusion, you know. Mm-hmm. into that genre um a, but another big we can go back to the cast but while we're on it i was thinking another the strongest honestly to me thematic takeaway or like movie that sort of like it centers itself around is halloween mm-hmm. um which is which is very fitting i think because like while there were there's other slasher movies that came before and stuff like a lot of like the language of slasher movies are are really informed by the first Halloween movie. So I think, like, of all the movies to sort of take the most inspiration from, it would be that one. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, what did, what did you think about, like, the, you know... Did, did you feel like the ties to that one were the most strong? Um... Probably, um, I mean, it's the most obvious to me. I mean, my, mm-hmm. my slasher, uh, you know, one move slashers I've seen is kind of limited. So yeah, <laughs> that's a plus they're like playing clips from it. They're playing the, the clips. Movie. Um, just like the white mat. I mean, the, uh, there's a lot of mass mat- killers, but yeah. I, I, I feel, think um I feel like the suburban setting too. Yeah. Michael Myers to me a little more well, he he's more mysterious and and uh mm-hmm. intimidating. Yeah. Just cuz he has this like silent like slow so, yeah. threatening vibe where uh Ghostface is much more forward and right. direct. Yeah. Certainly the characters differ a lot um yeah though um, and fast well i think one of the big things is seeing Ghostface get so uh beat up a lot of the time is, well because then it, is, it makes that sense is, that does become a later late much later thing for michael myers but yeah yeah well, yeah why well, yes definitely but like michael myers always like they they always carry him off as sort of this cold mm-hmm. ever moving like, force inhuman Ghostface does read in this movie and that's another case of when you're rewatching it it being like oh yeah that's amazing is like he's like a bumbling teen you know he's like yeah and they're kind of idiots you know uh-huh. I mean not totally there's the scheme they're pulling is somewhat elaborate but mm-hmm. it's like yeah they're just like like d- idiot teens I guess mm-hmm. going on a rampage but I think like the suburban setting overall like mm-hmm 
Um, and it's more, it's certainly more grounded compared, like, and Halloween definitely goes pretty off the rails in, in those movies, but like, um, you know, just compared that to like Friday the 13th or something like that, uh, it feels like, yeah, it's kind of more in that specific realm. And I, I think part of the ghost face character, or like the, the teens that embody him in the movie, they, uh, Clearly, I feel like they seem the most inspired by him too. Just in that, like they really, they really take a lot of joy. I don't know if Michael Myers takes joy in it, but like the idea of stalking from afar, mm-hmm. which is not some you don't get that with uh, Jason Voorhees, for example. He does not, he does not stalk you. He just walks up to you <laughs> or teleports to you later on. And is like for very forthcoming about his murder, or like Freddie likes to play these elaborate games mm-hmm. in your dreams. Taunt. Uh, whereas like yeah, Michael Myers, like he definitely he likes to hide behind the bush in the in the laundry. You know, Ghostface is doing it in a more modern way, but you know, and he's on the phone and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, I guess in that way, kind of Freddie, you know, they're both speaking. To yes. their victims in a you know different ways, but, but they they, they, yeah, they have, have like humor thing, yeah, yeah, like sort of, yeah, like they're yeah. So there, I guess there's maybe a few, and obviously mm-hmm. you you'll see the you know Wes Craven influence in the movie too. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously there's that, but it's it's just interesting. He's like slightly more grounded film. I mean, not that he hasn't made other films that are more grounded, but you know compared to the other big big horror franchise you know there's that um the the ghost face character too well so we'll, we can talk about we can go back to the cast and talk about uh skeet and matthew skeet Ol- mm-hmm. Ulrich and matthew lillard who i think are great in this mm-hmm. i think i think of all of, like the people just like actors that i, I maybe it's just because he's i like not in as much stuff that i've like watched throughout the years but like skeet ulrich isn't really like one of my personal favorites but in this movie i think he's he's Mm -hmm. pretty spot on i think i think someone else might have actually been considered for his role matthew lillard too i think i saw a few people but i think i think they went the right way like we watched Mm -hmm. they even had like a i think it was did the screen test he has good. Was, uh, Walking Phoenix was up for was considered for someone. Oh, okay. That. Um, hmm. Oh, Skeet Ulrich. Uh, they thought they were going to go with Vince Vaughn, who was they huh. was. I don't even know what he would have been in at the time, actually. But. Uh, they he had a good um chemistry with Nev Campbell mm-hmm. in in the movie. Yeah. Um, they were in the craft mm-hmm. together, so they like knew each other and stuff too. Um, but it's cool. Like it, in general, like the the whole cast all around. I guess they kind of they're kind of like all rising stars or somewhat mm-hmm. sta- like Drew Barrymore had yeah, been in movies she's for a the while. Biggest. But, well, Courtney Cox maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like friends right, right. been popping off. Yeah. But I guess she's like a little 
like compared to the like the teen the teenager cast are like yeah like it's uh-huh. a re- it's a really well pitched cast but um mm-hmm. yeah those two guys him and Matthew Lillard I think is awesome in this too mm-hmm. uh <laughs> they're they're kind of like opposite personalities uh mm-hmm. and you know uh, the there's just, just one little is, like he's... moody yeah very um he i feel like he never at least for me the the air of suspicion around him never no totally dissipates well yeah it's hard for me to say now too yeah but like one thing that really stood out in the way of like the um the rewatching it and kind of taking things in was there's a lot of scenes where uh Matthew Lillard's character is really like hyped on what's going on. He thinks it's all funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's joking about yeah. uh, Drew Barrymore's death and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of times where Skeet, uh, Billy Loomis has to tell him to like chill out because it's like clear because you can read it both ways. Like clearly he's like offending everyone else, but watching it now you're like man he's like trying to just like don't blow it (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) and i think it helped to like i liked that um like it 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 was ended up being fitting that these these characters who uh are like completely obsessed with these movies like to where they're like when they're gonna do this they're like trying to like kind of follow the tropes themselves you know i thought that was mm-hmm. really cool like they were they were like pretty obsessive i know like that can almost be for a lot of people be something like that freaks people out at the time because like parents are always worried like oh their kids being into horror movies is going mm-hmm. to uh turn them into a killer mm-hmm. <laughs> um which is then why i like they have the uh the Jamie Kennedy character who is actually the most obsessed with them all. Yeah. Like he's the real (laughs) dork and it sort of like centers it back on like, he's not the hero at all, but Mm -hmm. like that it's like, well, yeah, he's just like, he's just like the (laughs) lovable horror fan, you know what I mean? (laughs) And I think even they kind of reference it, like when they sort of reveal their plan, you know, like, they sort of reference, you know, like watching the movie or like mm-hmm. they even say like, what's the motive? And they're like, they have one, but they're like, oh, it's even better if we don't, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like that. Like, that's another thing that makes all the references work. Like it has a specific like story tie to it. You know, it's not just like, hey, remember this horror movie? You know, mm-hmm. though, I mean, they do that pretty well. There's like all kinds of um easter eggs and things like that we talked about all the references to the movies there's um i i actually really liked like when they're watching when jamie kennedy is watching (laughs) halloween jamie kennedy the actor is watching halloween and he's talking to jamie lee curtis the actress in halloween Mm -hmm. going jamie look out he's behind you and there's literally a ghost face behind him yeah that's really fun Mm-hmm. Um, what are what, you have some favorite Easter eggs? Um, 
Well, there's the Wes Craven. The uh, cameo. Yeah, janitor. I spotted <laughs> that. Well, we all spotted the Freddy outfit, but I was uh, like, that's what's great. I was like, oh, all right. (laughs) I I can't think of any more off the top of my head, but those obviously are the big standouts. Yeah. Hmm. Um, There's definitely a lot of, like, smaller ones, for Mm -hmm. sure. And, like, they, they actually, like, horror movies in general already do this, but, like, naming the characters or, like, streets or whatever, high schools after other characters or directors you know you have billy loomis mm-hmm. who you know has obviously a halloween connection but they uh they do have the ghost face giving uh drew barrymore's character like trivia questions at the beginning mm, yeah i really like she gets one wrong she gets the friday the 13th one wrong yeah which is like that's a that's this a good that was funny good. it's that's what people would get wrong for sure yeah Maybe not at um, this point. It's so like now it's so much in the. Yeah. But even oh, no, still, really like the for most of the series that is the right you know Jason is the right answer. Yeah, not the first one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't even. I think, you know, I was familiar with the series before I ever watched mm-hmm. the first one, so I was just associated with Jason, and then just I remember seeing the first one for the first time, and being like, "That's not Jason." Yeah. That's, that's like, the strongest connection to, like, thematically that I felt this movie had, um, which was just, like, the idea of, you know, in, in the original Friday the 13th, like, they don't, they, they treat it like it's Jason, like, they, but you never see, like, her, Pamela Voorhees' perspective, so it doesn't have, like, a necessarily a whodunit vibe, it's just more of, like, it's creepy because you don't really see the killer. You just see mm-hmm. the deaths. But then, you know, it turns out it's someone else. So there, what there is some like strong thematic ties to that as well. I think too, just sort of the like, who is the killer? And mm-hmm. and I liked what you said too about uh, Billy Loomis. Like never uh, really loses the suspicion in this. And mm-hmm. I think like the movie. I think that was a good choice by the movie. It, like, leans into it. Like, even after they've given him alibis and things like mm-hmm. that, he shows up. They still make him look creepy as fuck. <laughs> and they're still playing. They'll play, like, music or something. Like, and he'll, or he'll jump scare and look creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the movie, the movie's not trying to necessarily hide it. I think it's trying It's trying to present a lot of people as potential mm-hmm. killers. But, like, with them, it doesn't lay off. It doesn't necessarily lay off the gas on him you know to like red hair even you. yeah i think it feels like it tries to give you evidence that would prove him innocent while still being like but he's really weird right <laughs> that's like yeah it's like okay like he runs in um to uh nev camp sydney's house yeah uh, like right as Ghostface is attacking. Mm-hmm. Like he, di- Ghostface disappears, and then there, there he is. And you're like, could he? You're thinking like, could he have gotten around that fast? Like that was way too fast. Yeah. But it gets a little elaborate, kind of goofy like with Sydney, the fake murder. He, Sydney is convinced that it's him, even though she just saw Ghostface someone Ghostface yeah. at her door. 
Yeah, I mean, she's not fully convinced, though, right? Like, he's he's mad at her that she's, like, freaked out at all, you know? Which is, like, that's, you know, come on. I did, uh... I did, I did catch the phone call thing pretty early. I'm like, doesn't he get a phone call from jail? Mm-hmm. Like, that could have been him easily. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, I But, like, you know, it could have been either one. That's what made to the, the scene where he gets killed, quote unquote, later. It's, like, really funny when you watch it now and you're like, yeah, they're clearly acting. Uh-huh. Like, this is clearly ridiculous <laughs> the way they're doing it it's done so it's it's subtle you know it's not like over the top but when you're watching it like you can tell the actors are like playing it that way that it that their characters know that it's fake you know or like that they're staging this i thought that was really well done mm-hmm. um let's see who else in the cat we, we should kind of hit upon everyone um uh, we talked about I, the Drew Barrymore opening is cool. The one other thing I wanted to say was that I like then it it kicks in to like the rest of the movie. Like this is a character everyone knows. Like mm-hmm. boom, it like we talked about it's a tone setter, but it it flows into the rest of the movie really well. And I think overall the movie has like a nice pace of like just like getting into it, getting going. You know that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. We talked about Jamie Kennedy and and the rules. That's like kind of a big, that's like the big, I think the most iconic thing the movie is known for is like him kind of laying out the rules and the tropes of horror movies, which uh, again, like this is something I feel like, uh, like they are walking a line here. This type of thing in, in this sort of movie could be grating. I think it could be annoying, but like it's, it's, played pitch perfect you know what mm-hmm. i mean and i think um you know it's i mean it's saying it i think it's it does a good job of conveying like like talk like friends talking to each other you know like normal teens mm-hmm. like talking to each other about like the tropes of horror movies so it's like kind of relatable you know what i mean like when i when i did see it like really for the first time i was probably a preteen and so it felt cool like oh cool like these cool kids are like horror movies are like you know i i kind of thought the jamie kennedy character was cool you know what i mean even though he's clearly <laughs> a dork you know um but i think it conveys that well of like you know capturing that type of guy at that age and we'll see it we'll probably talk about the other movies at some point but the rules is a trope in these movies that come back of like them sort of uh you know in this one it's sort it's like it is more well actually it does serve a thematic purpose i was gonna say that it's more of just general horror commentary but the biggest thematic purpose it touches upon is that the idea of like uh virginity or whatever mm-hmm. of like this idea of like oh the virgin survives trope where they have nev campbell's character like clearly lose her virginity in the movie mm-hmm. but still like survive you know so they're they're tw- right. doing a little twist on that. So there mm-hmm. is there is some something going on there. It's not just like, don't say, I'll be right back or whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and that does that does, does happen with uh, Matthew Lillard's character. He, he's the one, right? He's the one who's, when they're going over the rules. Yes. He's like, oh, I'm going to leave. Yeah. Gonna... Again, he's like goofing. Yeah. You know? 
<laughs> he leaves and to go i don't know ahead. is that the last time you see him is like it? before i don't remember yeah i i remember i was looking out for that but i i, I yeah i don't yeah i don't remember if you see him again before he comes like back mm-hmm. but yeah that, so that 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 sort of was a cool element of it i think just in general like well it's, i think the cat the cast was was overall really cool like you had like sort of um you you had sort of like uh these guys who were weird but then like it i feel like the main like the actual main characters were really like the girls in this and it wasn't like mm-hmm. you know it it was it was trying to sort of somewhat subvert the idea of like this this trope of like the uh virgin final girl or whatever mm-hmm. that you know um wasn't always in like they they attribute it to halloween but i feel like like it go like that goes on to be more overt in successive like sequels to those series and stuff like that you know what i mean like if i i feel like friday the 13th it's pretty um the original it's pretty strong yeah i think more than once the kills happen like right after characters are having sex yeah yeah like i don't i don't definitely don't want to say like it's um something absent of halloween but i think halloween is trying to is actually just trying Mm -hmm. to be an honest portrayal of teenagers and you know showing that yeah some of them Mm -hmm. like even jamie lee (laughs) curtis smokes in the movie I, i believe you know it's like you know they smoke they, they they drink or whatever some have sex it's not I, it's i don't think it's you watch it and you're like they're being um like ca- karmically punished or whatever um and and maybe even i i don't know if it's a hundred percent the intention of friday the 13th i think the big thing <laughs> is that it's like this is a movie for teenagers <laughs> uh no, like so let's let's have uh some racy scenes of teenagers well, isn't the isn't the concept like jason died because the teens were yeah. off not paying attention yeah no i'm not <laughs> i'm not trying to say it's not it's not a strong theme right, in right. the movie but i think you know more so than anything it's like yeah i'm not trying i mean those movies are definitely pretty uh they're they are solidly in that camp but i i think it almost at first comes from the idea of like well, we just want to show, you know, young people uh-huh. getting naked and having sex because it's a movie for <laughs> for teens. You know, it's like you go see some murders, you see some see some boobs or whatever, you know. But then that's that does have sort of the after effect of that. But I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, Scream, Scream, that's another thing that just makes me think of Halloween, though, is I feel like in both those movies, it is more to me like trying to present a more grounded like real portrayal of like real uh young women you know as opposed to like just like i don't know uh bimbos (laughs) or something you know like that some of those Uh movies really lean into yeah um Mm -hmm. like even the the characters in that that would like be more like coded as that in another movie are like like treated fairly honestly i guess mm-hmm. you could say you know they're not they're not just um 
uh, tropes or archetypes necessarily, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, other, there's one other like like there's a couple suspects like they mention the the dad is a red herring. Uh, mm-hmm. He says, which is true, um, but um, there's one moment we we haven't talked about the characters oh, yeah. of uh, played by David Arquette and Courtney Cox, mm-hmm. who are both really good in this, and mm-hmm. uh, they had chemistry. Yeah, I guess I guess so. You know, they got you married. Have some chemistry, get married, right? Yeah, and then they split up, but <laughs> um, but there is a scene where they they even hint at that it might be. David Arquette, or it's just like a really creepy like moment where he's like, "You want to come take a walk with me?" Mm-hmm. But um, I even liked I liked um Courtney Cox's character a lot. Yeah, um, they were leaning into that sort of like somewhat of a commentary to of like the state of journalism at the time, mm-hmm. tabloid media somewhat. Mm-hmm. But yet, and, and she's, she's like the like more. Uh, she has more journalistic integrity than the other journalists that they portray. Yeah. Oh, for um, sure. Some of them oh, are really fun fact. There's there's a Linda Blair is uh makes an appearance in this. Uh, oh, she's. I think the only the when they're all coming to school after uh after like the day after I guess. Drew Barrymore's character is murdered, and they're you know they've got journalists stationed oh, at the school. Oh, this is one of the best and, lines. I think. Um, what does she say to have her? The, <laughs> Um, she says something like they they we deserve to know. Yeah, some well, first not... first she says like, how does it feel to be almost like, uh slaughtered to pieces or something this is after nev sydney gets attacked that's that's i think what she has something along those lines something like just such a uh like a no tact to the question just really yeah uh, gnarly and they're like oh and she's like the people deserve to know yeah okay (laughs) there's a lot of good like mini jokes in the movie like that that's okay that's cool i didn't know i didn't recognize that cameo that's cool but i like courtney cox her character is another one like she's uh described i was gonna say self-described but described by courtney cox even as being like a bitch yeah but like they also still treat her character like uh a real character you know what i mean she's not Mm -hmm. she isn't i mean it's good because she's like it's clearly what they're going for is like at the end she kind of gets her own you know little ending Mm -hmm. it's just a great ensemble movie all around because of stuff like that but i think that was cool that they they definitely gave her like uh there was sort of like a negative aspect to her character where she's Mm -hmm. she's not as bad as some of those other journalists but definitely like she's still going for like oh i need my numbers yeah she's desperate a little bit yeah (laughs) she's yeah kind of I mean, they're planting a camera at a, at a party yeah. full of teens, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I liked her. I liked her a lot. And I liked uh, David Arquette's character, sort of like the... <laughs> the I, I Actually, what really stands out to me is like the... I always remember, maybe because I watched it more as a kid, but the the like scary movie version of him 
uh is like pretty it's it's pretty horrible actually when oh, i think about yeah, it yeah i remember <laughs> but that, yeah. I, I always stuck with me more because i i think i probably watched those a ton more when i was a kid when i was like 10 before like really getting into this you know what i mean so like i always had that reverse comparison because the characters map one-to-one a little bit better but anyway when you actually watch this like i think he's a really good uh character like mm-hmm. the dynamic between him and like his sisters and her friends, I think yeah. is is kind of cute. I guess you know mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just like an idiot who's trying trying his best. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much like his uh, his character in Ready to Rumble. Yeah, he's just a doofus cop, I guess, or wannabe cop. Well, in this, in this, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's sort of the main cast. I mean, Ghostface is a character on its own in in a Mm -hmm. way. We talked about how I think you know when you watch it now, like yeah, you like they do a good job because they have a you know the voice, the original voice actor you know doing a voice or whatever and uh he does a a fantastic job but i think what they really do a really good job is actually like when you watch it it's like oh like it it definitely is believable that it would have been those guys like on the other end of that phone with the Mm -hmm. voice changer you know what i mean they're like that would have been them and i'm interested how that'll be like when if we rewatch the sequels because then like and i guess that will tie into like these movies like other genres like the slasher genre becoming more aware of themselves like you'll now have characters stepping into the role aware of what like what sort of actions they're supposed to perform if if that makes any sense like there will Mm -hmm. be sort of i think there's sort of a meta element to that even too like the performance of the killer so I don't want to jump too far ahead, but that's just something I was left thinking about uh, by the end of this. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of the main cast and stuff. And we sort of, I don't, I mean the plot. We don't really. You you've seen it. If you know, if you've seen it, you know what it is. <laughs> We've mm-hmm. sort of described it. But uh, is there like, is there anything else you really like you want to hit on about the movie before we? like really go any other thoughts yet um yeah i guess we haven't really like talked about the like no uh sydney's mother oh yeah yeah and how that's kind of a, a back uh well it becomes more of a forefront thing but mm-hmm. and that that goes into like that, that whole does I... tie in with the courtney cox's character yes that's like the big tie-in here. well t- it ties everything together because it's also it also hits upon sort of the element of uh like <laughs> like being a like not a virgin is, but a whore the... is sort of the implication there, yeah you know <laughs> like there's you know the characters who hold that hold what she's done against her you know what i mean mm-hmm. she was like sleeping with the father of yeah. loomis yeah which is why his mother 
Ranoff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Something like that. <laughs> um, so it does tie into that a little bit of like, um, like those characters are so obsessed with that fact. Obviously, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, much like the genre is, as Jamie Kennedy explains. So that's cool. But then, yeah, it's like Courtney Cox's character also ties into it. Cause she, and she's sort of, that's another thing is like, they, like, she's sort of on the right. She, she, her heart's somewhat in the right place of that. Like, mm-hmm. Courtney Cox believes that she is getting to, like, the truth of mm-hmm. the story, wouldn't you say? Yeah, because you've got this guy, the cotton, cotton, what's his, what's his, Liam Schreiber? Liam, yeah, <laughs> who, uh. <laughs> Who's briefly shown you know, in getting photograph? into a car? Yeah, <laughs> or a video footage. Yeah, no lines. Um, <laughs> yeah, she. I, I, it seems like he's uh, been uh, jailed, sort of under circumstantial evidence. He was framed. Yeah, yeah. And she's not so. Courtney Cox's character is not so sure. Mm-hmm. She's pretty convinced, actually, that he's not the killer. Yeah. And she, like, I think she genuinely believes that whether, like, she's chasing that for, you know, like, obviously her career, but also, like, to get to the truth, you know, there's there's a sort of a thin line there, I guess, they're walking as well. Mm-hmm. And she kind of sews this thing. Sydney, Sydney's convinced that Cotton did kill um her mother but then suddenly she's not so sure she's like she saw a man but maybe it wasn't him uh-huh maybe she just allowed herself to be convinced that it was because um you know she was upset that the they had this answer. relationship going on that that messed with their family mm-hmm. yeah it's almost like again with like the like the virginal or like the the chaste aspect of it of like oh like you know maybe that's like like that like maybe them like judging her and thinking like yeah that's like she got what she deserved almost mm-hmm. type situation mm-hmm. not maybe not uh uh sydney thinking that but you know that's at least how it's somewhat somewhat portrayed i mean she it definitely feels like she's inter internalized this because mm-hmm. she you know has the that's intimacy right, yeah. problems back to <laughs> yeah wow yeah. it all it's all it's all yeah it comes full circle, circle. <laughs> yeah yeah it's really like it it is the script is really clever i think like it you know like it it brings it, it ties everything together really nicely Mm-hmm. It walks the line of being like, uh, it's not full blown parody, but it's satirical. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does that really well without like, like I feel like you could easily fall off a cliff with that. <laughs> but overall, I think it. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's really smart. Um, I'm yeah, I'm excited to hopefully talk about more in the future because I think the other ones. Even when we don't talk about them, at least watch them when they come around. Because I think the other ones are uh, pretty... Those were more successful initially. I think mm-hmm. at least the second one. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it... Like, eventually, 
this i mean we'll get to it later but you know i i, I mean like the genre itself like for why i like an audience like eventually this thing that's kind of new and exciting and commenting on it isn't gonna be new and exciting anymore which i think they even addressed in the movie i think probably all the movies will be good that's what i'm from what i remember and i think because they all they're all i believe at least the, the second and third maintain that self-aware aspect and still walk that fine line uh, like uh, without like falling off the the cliff you know jumping the shark mm-hmm. you know but i think still even wider like the wider audience was probably like probably grew somewhat tired of that but that's just me calling it i don't know for sure there are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie number one you can never have sex never ever ever under any circumstances say i'll be right back because you won't be back get another beer you want one yeah sure i'll be right back it's hard to describe certain things because it's like it's just like people people have explained why certain things about this movie are good a million times Mm -hmm. (laughs) so uh you know why the opening's good Mm -hmm. um but it's it's certainly like it's it's cool when you watch one like a movie like this and you're like yeah um everyone's fucking right (laughs) (laughs) even a movie like i've seen a million times you rewatch it and you're like yep nope they they definitely they still killing it for sure i wasn't wrong (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah classic iconic movie uh excited to do more we're gonna you know hopefully hit on more you know in the future we're gonna broaden our horizons too for spooky movies Mm -hmm. but right now Mm -hmm. we're just getting off the ground (laughs) hopefully um hopefully everyone listening enjoyed our uh our foray into the horror movie genre We'll definitely cover some more in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, Got some ones I'm excited about. McKenna has been really planning some stuff. <laughs> That's going to be good. Uh, and I, um, we're going to definitely be, I don't want to reveal it yet because it'll be, <laughs> it'll be more fun sort of as a surprise, but uh, we've got some good stuff in the pipeline. Um Eventually that that's coming on. That's, that's a project in the works. It's going to be co- pretty cool. I think. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, you can go, if you want to support us, obviously you can go to our Etsy, buy some merch, go to our Patreon, send us a buck just to support us. Uh, we're on all the social media, not all, but we're on Twitter, Blue Sky, Instagram, Flashback 64, just, you know, you can look us up on your, on your platform of choice. Uh, like and subscribe, comment, five star review, email. <laughs> Just reach out and come in our Discord. That's really the best yeah. place to come talk to us. Um, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about this movie. And, uh, you know, we post, I, I usually share, we mostly just watch them for ourselves, but I share pretty much every movie we're watching as we go through the timeline. So mm-hmm. if, there, if you just want to come and talk about 90s movies, even. Even if they don't care about N64 that much, like, there's a space for that. Um, Talking about anything 90s. 
anything. Or early 2000s. Box. Or if you want to talk about something or from whatever. 2015. Send us a pic of what you made for dinner. Dinner. We got dinner pics. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool spot and we're playing N64 games. We have game night every month. It's a great place to be. Yeah. Alright, well with that, uh, thanks everybody for watching and we'll see you next time. Bye. Love comes down upon us and it flows like water burning with a hope of inside feathers. Books the colors of a bright elation stone.